This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Well, hello, hello. Thanks for popping in again and giving us a listen here at ShrimpNet. Uh, we are out a day early, as obviously we have two games over the uh, festive period. I'll call it the festive period because obviously it's a, um, you know, it's a, it's a Christian festival, isn't it? Um, Good Friday and Easter Monday. So the great thing, just like Jesus, if we lose on Friday, we can always come back on Monday. <laughs> so, How long did it so, take to think of that one, friends? <laughs> So, so it, well, that, exactly, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, the old Jesus joke, isn't it? It's like Jesus on the cross and he said, what, Peter, Peter, and he goes, what is it? It's the seven o'clock cross, but I'll be back on Monday, but there you go. Anyway, carrying on. So joining Joel, Joel and myself uh, to dis- discuss this week's events that have happened and coming events, uh, we have the full kit maestro himself uh, of the boardroom, the erudite and charming James Wakefield. Welcome along, James. Hi, Freeze. Uh, and from the from the dressing room, we have uh, left back, left centre back, but never left for dead. It's Liam Gibson. Welcome for the first time, Liam. Evening. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, you, know, you see, he played it calm. Then he played it calm. That's <laughs> uh, so we'll start as we mean to go on. Um, Joel Cambridge away. I thought this is only my take on it, and you know, use I usually you, you leave you to dissect it. Um, I thought we had three or four decent chances in the first half. Two cleared off the line. Uh, and then, of course, what happens just before half-time? As always, I believe it was Liam who blocked a shot and it fell nicely for their lad to tap in. And the rest is history. And I'm like, I'm sick of saying this. Joel? Yeah, I think I think Derek's already said it, uh, kind of analysing the match. I don't think we really deserve to lose that one. You know, we had a, a few good uh, chances in that first half. Obviously, the, the big ones being uh, that kind of double save from uh, Stockton and, and Nahua. But I think even before that, you know, there's been... I think the Hoos have one that's kind of that's flashed across the face of goal. I think there's been a couple of moments as well when we've kind of got it. I mean, you kind of don't recall them as a chance because nobody's had a shot, but like you kind of get into an area, maybe just make the wrong decision or something. So we had a lot of moments when we when we created quite a lot of danger. I thought, and we're, we're a bit unfortunate to score. Obviously, it's disappointing conceding the goal, but as we showed against Oxford, that doesn't necessarily that you know that's never going to be the end of us or anything. So great to see Cole. <laughs> smashing an absolute worldie and <laughs> just a bit of a shame that two minutes later we conceded a penalty although obviously it looks a bit soft it looks like clever play if anything from uh, I can't remember who it was I think I've been having Noob snipping in front of Greg Lee you know it just looked like he sees the defender coming back and then just run a little bit ahead of his uh, the trajectory he's going and just it looks like you've clipped him I can kind of see the referee's perspective and obviously we've come away saying that uh there wasn't really much contact. It might have gone down a bit easily, but you know, as we know, we've uh, not been on the right side of uh, refereeing decisions over in Cambridge, as you know, Liam can surely attest to after being sent <laughs> off as the last man last season I, when the I ball was about half a second from bobbling out of play for a throw-in. So yeah, you know, <laughs> enough of that. I mentioned last season. I know. Really yeah, <laughs> I was. I keep believing. But, but no, yeah, you know, it was. Uh, we didn't really deserve to lose that. I don't think. Did we do enough to win? I thought Cambridge created. A, 
decent amount of chances as well. They're quite well formed as, as a side. You know, they've had that continuity coming from last season, and they're quite physical and get lots of numbers in the box, and they're quite. I felt and they were quite effective at that. So they were probably worth a goal or two. We probably deserve to at least be on level terms with them. It's a shame, but we've got six points from nine and, you know, I'd have taken that. I'm very happy with that. So, you know, we take that and we move on, really. Yeah, um, it was, a, it was a, I have to say it was a decent game to watch, James, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. Um, I, I thought, thought it was good from start to finish. I thought both teams had a go. Um, Cambridge didn't play like they were on the beach, um, and, uh, and that's just great. <laughs> credit credit to them for for for, for securing the, the League One status with with plenty of games to spare. That's an achievement given their budget and given that they're not a lot, not a lot bigger than us. Um, you know, it was a good performance. We could easily have won it. We could easily have drawn it. Um, I thought the penalty was soft, but you know, we, we gave the referee a decision to make, which is just a bit silly, um, and it's a shame. But Say, Levy, you know, you, you, as you say, six points from nine is fantastic. We'll take that and we'll roll on to the last four. And Liam, from the uh, team's perspective, that was probably a frustrating afternoon for you, playing that well and then coming away with nothing. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think the point would have been a fair, fair result on reflection, but um, obviously, like you said, just, just disappointing. We couldn't, couldn't take anything from the game. And uh, uh, Greg, Greg Lee's insisted he never touched him, which uh, I think, well, it looks like you maybe just brushed him. So to be fair, from my angle, I didn't really, I didn't really get a good view of it. But I think it was just how quick the referee got his, got his whistle in his mouth. I think that was the, um, that was the disappointing thing. I think he was um, the ladder just went down, and the referee had already pointed at the spot. Didn't even think about it, which no. It, it, it's, I mean, to be honest, and I'm, I'm sort of kind of with James and Joel, I can see why he's given it, but yeah. we've had absolute stonewall penalties, 10 times worse than that, not given. And then when it comes down to it, you're like, well, you know, it's, it's nowhere near Dylan Connolly's at bowl. It's nowhere yeah. near Greg Lee being rugby tackled by the Doncaster goalkeeper. It's nowhere near... Um, the handball that Wigan did on a clearance that stopped Ryan McLaughlin getting in behind. And it, it's just like, ah, you know, it's frustrating. And then when we, and I, I, it's funny because I was discussing this on the, on the, on the way, on the way home Saturday. Cause I was like, I've got, I like Cambridge as a club, as you said, James, similar, slightly bigger than us, but they do things the right way. They, they look after the players. They, they, you know, they nurture talent. They played two lads in uh, Bennett and Lambert. Was it Bennett and, Limp, limps or whatever he was but they were making the debuts of the day from the youth team I think it's fantastic but I hate them and the reason I hate them <laughs> the reason I hate them is because we went there last season challenging for the for the league and their, their bloke takes on Ryan Cooney Ryan Cooney gets alongside him and the bloke sticks his leg out so that Ryan Cooney kicks him and then falls over and it's a foul on Ryan Cooney and he gives a penalty and like 12 months hence exactly the same and I'm like We've just got back in the game with an absolute worldie from Cole. And you think, hang on, that'll, that'll really buy us now. That really will buy us. But as always happens, we conceded that quickly. We looked shell-shocked for about five, ten minutes after that and couldn't really get back in the game, Joel. Yeah, it, it, I think, like you say, it's a difficult time to concede. I think, you know, it takes the kind of, it deflates the kind of bubble of enthusiasm that you might get or kind of momentum from Cole doing some silliness again, as he has done on quite a few occasions this season. 
but you know, it's just just one of those that just have just have a go sometimes. And in fairness, you know, I think we we bounced back. We you know we had a good go in the last ten minutes, but I think Cambridge, that you know, they'd be they must be pretty happy with themselves throughout the season. You know, they they, they, they seem like quite a confident side. They were all yeah. quite assured and know what they're doing and. They know, you know, they're quite solid defensively, and you know they know how to hold up. So fair play to them in that, you know. Just a shame that it didn't quite, you know, things didn't quite fall our way, really. I, th- I think, you know, on reflection, yes, I-, I have come out and said I absolutely hate Cambridge. They beat us fair and square at, at the Mazuma. They beat us two nil, well, two one. But Freddie Price played quite well that night, and I just thought, well, you know, we're not, we, we, you know, we, we didn't deserve anything that night. But what gets to me is that we're, we're playing these teams who are, as you've said, they weren't on the beach, unfortunately, James. But, you know, they're not that much better than us. In fact, the yes, positionally-wise, but game-wise. And they're the, they're the... If we can turn those draws, those losses into draws, and then the ones we draw with into wins, we'd easily be safe. But I suppose that's why we're talking like we are. So to wrap it up, six, six points out of nine, I think you've got to be happy with that, Liam, haven't you? Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, I would have took six points out of nine um, before the three games. But um, then again, obviously, it's, it's frustrating um, after the game on Saturday, like I said before, not to, not to take anything from it. But um, I think as a squad, we've just got to look towards um, the next next four games and try to pick up as, as many points as possible. I mean, it, we've been saying for a couple of weeks, there's like a mini-league and... It, do, it does appear that nobody wants to stay up because whatever one team does, the other team matches. And so we all set, we all stay there. So if we go to Charlton and win 5-0, I fully expect Wimbledon, <laughs> Wimbledon and Fleetwood to win 5-0 as well. Yeah. So it's like, ah, what's going on? But, so when you come off at the Abbey Stadium on, on Saturday, were you all sort of like just crestfallen in the dressing room or were you throwing the tape around or screaming at each other? Or what was it like? I think obviously after after defeat everyone's going to be disappointed. Um, it's that's just football, but I think I think there wasn't like a a feeling of that it was over because there's literally I think we're, we're all on the same points pretty much. So I think literally one win, and hopefully uh, <laughs> hopefully the other teams don't don't pick up any points and we'll open up a bit of a gap. But like you said before, it's just. It just seems like no one wants to, wants to stay up. Or, or everybody wants to stay up. So. But I, I can't assure you that we do want to stay up. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. <laughs> so, obviously, we've got uh, Charlton Athletic on Good Friday. Uh, the home game against Charlton, and we came back to get a point, which was a well-earned point at the time, Joel, wasn't it? But, uh, it was that, again, that was a decent, enjoyable game. Yeah, just thinking back to it now, you know, I think... I remember they, they came out of the box quite quickly and I think we looked a little bit almost kind of shell-shocked and not, not quite ready for them really in that way. And then obviously they get the two-goal lead, I think. Was there a mistake for one of the goals? I can't quite remember. But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a happy kind of first 30 minutes and we were under the cosh really. And then I think Cole spins his man just on half-time, gets pulled down, takes the penalty, scores the penalty. Which is, uh, <laughs> and... Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> he usually likes hitting them from outside the box. But, uh, yeah, and then obviously second half, you know, we really came out, and then I think Anthony Connery got got a good got a good header. I think that you know they've they've probably under underperformed to what they would have wanted to Charlton and with some of the players that they have, and you know they spent money. Obviously, we know they spent money because yeah, they bought a player from us. So you know, 
I think they probably will be a bit disappointed with the season. I know they've been a bit patchy and form of late, but and they've not really got anything to play for. But I, I guess like we saw with Cambridge and, and Burton, you never know how that's going to turn out. With Burton, it looked like they, you know, they, you know, their minds weren't really at it. Then they go and draw Wilton Milne against Wigan last night, and then with Cambridge again, you know, they looks like their minds might not be at it. But then they come out and play a really good competitive game against us. So, so you never know, really. You've just got to, I suppose, you've got to turn up and be on your best game and hope that you can get the three points. Well, all I can advise is that obviously you do do what I advise you to do versus the Burton game, which is find all the Twitter handles of the Charlton players and send the wives. Uh, the jet2.com holidays abroad brochure so that they go don't get injured tomorrow we're booking Kefalonia you know because <laughs> it worked against Burton didn't it yeah obviously that was a few little mind I did, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't quite find their emails unfortunately but you know I think somebody had been looking them up for them but uh, yeah hopefully we, we, you know it'd be nice if everybody just kind of rolled over in the last few games for us unfortunately they probably won't so you know we've just got to do got to do our bit really haven't we well, that's the whole point in the fact that we have something to play for, Liam. Charlton possibly could be forgiven for that. Oh, yeah, well, OK, we're safe. I suppose, yes, there are things to play for because people want contracts. Uh, but inevitably, there probably is going to be change at Charlton because some of the players that they've signed uh, haven't perhaps performed as they would like. Uh, so, therefore, they probably it'll probably be a tough game, Liam. Yeah, I mean, we're expecting that the... We're expecting it to be a very tough game. I mean, you look at the squad and they've got they've got some big names. Um, what I think what I took from the home game is that we maybe showed them a bit too much respect yeah. um, in the first half, well, the first 30 minutes. But I think that's that's where sometimes it's been our downfall, where when we do uh, play games and we get after teams, I think that's when we look at our best. Yeah, and I, I, hopefully... and. And I do know this because I, I, I happen to know somebody who's a, a Charlton fan and he was saying it, it doesn't take much for the valley to turn. <laughs> if we get an early goal, they, apparently they get on, on the back because they expect yeah. better. And particularly a team like, not, not, I'm not going to say Little Morecambe because we're not, but you know what I'm saying in the fact that they will perceive who the bloody hell are this lot. And if we were... You know, I mean, I don't care if Cole taps it in from 30, 40 yards. I'm not bothered. But, uh, you know, if we get a goal up, my friend says they will turn. They will turn. And that's going to be a good thing on Good Friday, James, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Um, I think, you know, there's, 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 there's everything to play for this weekend. Absolutely everything. And, um, and you know what? If we hadn't won those two out of, out of three of the last games, we'd be dead and buried. Um, we, we would not be coming back from it. So, um, so I, I, you know, the mini league within the mini league and everything else, it's, it's, it's fantastic. We're in a much better position than we were in 10 days ago. It's just, it's just, it's just really exciting. Yeah, long may that continue because we need to be, you know, it's not necessary that we, you know, depending on other results, it would be nice to get something from Charlton. And I said, I said before we went to Cambridge, I'd take a point. Uh, but because he didn't get one, I still want to take a point from Charlton because, on paper, four games left. Charlton and Portsmouth, you would never say that, but they look like the two easy games because obviously Rotherham look like they're chucking it away and MK Dons look like they might get automatic if Rotherham keep cocking it up. And who do we play after them too? Oh, only MK Dons at the MK Don Stadium. What could possibly go wrong? 
think I think I mean I'm, Liam, I'd be interested in your view on this, but we've got to forget about the, the name and the history and the reputation of clubs. It's it's not relevant to the, the current status of the team, the current quality of the team. Like I was actually I was at Old Trafford in 1990 and watched them um, Charlton get beaten by Man United and get relegated from the first division. And and to me, in my head, they're a, they're an ex Premier League team or an ex first division team before yeah. Premier League existed. But it's a nonsense. They're a mid-table side. They're on the beach, and and they've not played that well this season. And we absolutely went toe to toe with them, and we were as good as them in the second half of the game earlier in the season when actually they had something to yeah. play for. So. I think I think we go on Saturday and we try and we try and win. I, I know that's exactly what what Derek and the team are going to be doing. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think if you go into the game with a mindset of, especially as a squad, that we just want to take a point, it never really ends up going going <laughs> well. So we just need to go into the game thinking that we can take all three points. I mean, like you said before, they are a big team, but you see it week in week out in this league. Um, anyone can beat anyone. It's just who turns up on the day. Yeah. Everybody's a big team if you if you think like that, but yeah. um, but but they're not actually. They're just they're just a mid-table side that have underperformed this season. Yeah, harsh but fair. <laughs> I've just I've just suddenly remembered that uh, that video that was going round uh, just before we played them because I think they just appointed Johnny Jackson as the manager, or I can't remember might have been interim. And there was that video of him going round in the in the in the dressing room after the game the previous game before us and he was telling I'm going to go to Morecambe we're going to beat Morecambe we're going to go to Shrewsbury we're going to beat Shrewsbury and obviously dropped the two in the lead against Morecambe and, uh, and I think they went and lost to uh, Shrewsbury so hopefully you know another little team talk like that might be going round so uh, fingers crossed So what you're saying is he's a bigger liar than Boris well there you go <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem It's not possible I'm going to turn into Ben Elton now and go oh bit of political there bit of political <laughs> Um, so presumably, while people are listening to this, if they're listening to this uh, on Thursday, you'll be travelling down. Is that right, Alec? Yeah, Liam, sorry. Yeah, well, we're travelling down tomorrow, um, and then obviously with the game on, on Friday, um, which is a bit different. But um, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Friday, Saturday it doesn't really matter. It's just we've just got to be uh, prepared right for the game. Um, but obviously, well, it always, it always does come down to it. Their crowds have, have obviously they sold a load of season tickets. Uh, it's a ground I've been to, and it, it is actually quite an impressive. I'm sure you've been as well, or, you know, most of you. Yeah. But it's quite an impressive ground, and, and they can make a noise. Does that affect? Does that affect you at all, or do you just block it all out and think this is just the green bit? I, I think I, um, I thrive off um, bigger atmospheres. I think. Um, in in some ways, it, if we, if we do start well, it's only going to work work in our favour with um, with their fans. Like you said before, the, the will turn quick. It's like it's like the, the likes of Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, and teams. If you, if you go if you go to their grounds and, and start well and try and, and try and frustrate them, um, the the crowd will turn on them quite quick. Well, let's hope that happens. Fingers crossed. Uh, moving to um, moving to Easter Monday. Uh, obviously, Portsmouth. I was hoping they'd be on the beach, but they had a win. <laughs> smacked, they, they smacked uh, three past who was it? Rotherham. Rotherham. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was trying to think. It was it? It wasn't Wigan. It was Rotherham, wasn't it? So they smacked three past Rotherham. So I was thinking, uh oh, because they obviously um, we did. We did. It was a bit of a renaissance day at Portsmouth, wasn't it? We played pretty well down there, James, didn't we? 
Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. I, um, I thought that we played much better than the result. Um, on the subject of, of, of um, fans, I thought that the Portsmouth fans, for um, they probably made the best noise of any away team I've heard, away um, fans that I've heard this season. Um, but we, we tested him and there was a couple of chances towards the end for, for Jonah and for Adam that could easily have, have got us a goal and got us back in the game. So I, I actually thought we played all right down, down at Portsmouth. Um, it's a shame they've just spanked Gotham 3-0. But maybe that's their last big result of the season. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, uh, again, I'll go with what you said in the fact that you're right. Portsmouth, big team, big reputation. Uh, obviously, the Cowley brothers there, they've had relative success at Lincoln. Um, they were doing okay, and they're, they're sowing the seeds of what the Cowley brothers did at Huddersfield now, because they've got a lot of the same personnel. But obviously, uh, allegedly, they were approached by Bristol City spoke to them illegally and were sacked from there and now they find themselves at Portsmouth. So, again, a big team, but perhaps not doing as well as they should be, Joel. Yeah, you know, another one like who, who in my lifetime, like Charlton, have been in the Premier League not too long ago. So, you know, it, it's fun to be playing in, in division with these teams. Obviously, we've played Portsmouth before in League Two. But, you know, like, like Liam and James ever have said, you, know, you just got to kind of... Ferguson, the job at hand. I know they've uh, beaten uh, Rotherham uh, last night, I think it was, quite heavily. But, I mean, Rotherham a bit odd at the moment, if, if we're honest. They've been in an absolutely terrible form. I watched them in the uh, in the Checker Trade final against Sutton. They were really lucky to come out of that. You know, they, they didn't look that great. And against us, they weren't that great. We deserved no, to take a point. They got, sell, they got saved by a pretty monumentally good uh, goalkeeper performance. So... <laughs> While, you know, Portsmouth have beaten them, they weren't on a great run of form before that. But I, I suppose what you, what you take from that is you can't really predict how things are going to go. I think if you look at our home form, I think that is something you can take confidence from because it has been really good. I don't know if it's something about the crowd, dimension of the pitch, whatever, like, or just vibes, who knows. But, like, you know, just what, whatever. We seem to be really good at home and we were last season as well. So... Hopefully that'll be a little bit of an influencing factor when they come up on Easter Monday. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, Liam, as, as professional footballers, obviously, um, it, it's a big family time is Easter, so we can only hope that Portsmouth uh, have far too much roast beef and ham on Sunday for their Sunday dinner and eat far too many Easter eggs before they set off. Or am I clutching at straws? Tell me. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that's that's hope, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not really sure that will be the case. Um, but like Joel said before, I think our home form has been pretty good this season. Um, I'm not really sure why. I'm, obviously, we've got our uh, use the crowd behind us. Um, and I think the pitch it does actually... Um, I'm not, it, it feels a bit smaller. The pitch does, our, our pitch does feel a, a lot smaller than other, than other grounds. I don't know if, if that's a factor. Um, but we've just got to... We've just got to go into these games with um, plenty of confidence, and hopefully, um, we can pick up as many as many points as possible. It's funny now because I'm, I'm going to ask you this because obviously, do you think obviously now we've got we're in obviously in a higher division? We got promoted with absolutely nobody there other than fifteen hundred in the semi-finals in the playoffs against Tranmere. Um, obviously, having no crowd there didn't seem to affect us. We seemed to ride that pretty well. But now you've got sort of like four, four and a half thousand behind you every day, every home game. Does that make a difference? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think what what also is good is that um, the crowd never never turn on the team. No, true. They always stick stick by us. So I think that with the crowd there, it can only ever be an advantage for us. Whereas, like I mentioned before, a lot a lot of teams um, fans can turn on the can turn on the team pretty quick. Whereas I, I've never experienced it, it yet anywhere in my time at Morgan where the fans have um, the fans have turned on us. I think I think, and I, I'm only speaking from personal experience on the in the homestand. But there are there are you know yes, there's moans and groans as you would expect. Yeah. But uh, I, I cannot, other than maybe one or two performances at home, I cannot remember not all eleven of you going off and thinking, well, even one drawn or lost, well, we put a shift in because that's just happened in every single home game, and I think that's why, Joel. Yeah, I, th- I think the team can you know, can happily say that they've, they've put a shift in every home game. And obviously, we've been through bad patches of form. And I, I often think, I, I, you know, you read what people are saying online and stuff when we have bad patches of form. And I think, you know, well, and this this happens for any team to be honest. It's, it's a general thing. Like people just say, oh, the players aren't putting the yards in, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I think obviously that is sometimes going to be the case with some with, with some teams and whatever. But I think generally, especially especially with us, and, and, and you know, I can see that all the players are trying. And sometimes when it looks like they're not trying, it's not really not. It's not that they're not trying. It's just sometimes you know you get in a rut or whatever. It's been a bad run of form, and it kind of you can kind of see the kind of the motivation, the confidence, kind of sapping out. And that's not through a lack of effort. That's just through you know that's how the psychology of the game works. Sometimes you know you can see it affecting people, but you know. And I think there have been times when we've been in those ruts this season, no doubt, you know, that's, that's probably why we're down here. But at the end of the day, none of that's been through a lack of effort. You know, the players have always been working really hard. I, th- I think it, it was summed up uh, quite, you know, succinctly when we lost 4-0 at home to MK Dons. And most people stayed in that Batacard stand and applauded them off because we, we, it could have been completely different. It could have been two apiece, that game. But they took the chances. We created loads of chances that day, but just didn't take take them. And obviously, they've got like Scott Twine, Moisa, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it was like every chance they got, they smashed in, and it was like, oh my god. But when we came off against MK Dons, James, I didn't, I didn't go home despondent because I thought we put a right good shift in there. We're, we're yes, we lost four 0 but you couldn't say we didn't play well. No, oh, that's one of those games that. Joel and I are itchy to start talking about XG in, but we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> we need to get no, yeah, back on. You're absolutely right. It, 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 was, a good, it was a good performance. Um, I, I don't think there's been a single game this season where I've, I've watched players come off and I thought they haven't tried hard. I genuinely don't think there's been one. Um, I think there's been times when maybe a couple of people have had the flu or a bit of a cold. There's been times when heads have jumped because we've lost a goal that we didn't need to lose because, you know, the, the, the game kind of against us, the decisions kind of against us. But over 90 minutes, I think the players have given absolutely everything this season. And given that there's been effectively three manager changes, if you think about it, and given all of the disruption and the building of a squad and the you know the the, the, the bookies odds and everything else, I, I'm 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 so proud of of how the players have, have conducted themselves this season. Um, it, it really it's it's something it's something else. Um, yeah, if if we stay up this season, nobody will notice. Nobody will nobody will write stories about it. But no. if we stay up this season, when we stay up this season, 
it will be a massive achievement. A massive achievement. Because we've got so much change. We were a month, six weeks behind everybody else at the start of the season, and we, we've never been here before. Yeah, when we stay up, somebody should probably write a story about it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll publicise it on here, but obviously, you know, <laughs> we're preaching to the converted. Yet another Easter theme. There you go. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wear a dog collar <laughs> at, at important times like this. Uh, so I'll move on to Liam. Liam, James has touched on it. It's perfect for me to sort of ask you this now. Obviously, you were brought to the club, um, brought to the club, and uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, but you know, you, you not resurrected your career, but built a career with us. Uh, Derek brought you, and you became an instant hit with the fans. Uh, you played really well. We got promotion. Uh, and then obviously it's all changed. Derek, Derek goes, toddles off to the, the dark side over in Yorkshire. And uh, uh, got, it's all changed. And then we get a new manager in, complete new backroom staff, blah, 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 blah. That's, the, you know, things like that. I suppose you, as a footballer, you have to get used to that, don't you? Yeah, 100%. And I think, I think it probably is fair to say that um, Morgan has resurrected my career. Um, I came here and I didn't have, I didn't have anything. Um, I think Morgan took a chance on us when no one else would um, so I'll, I'll obviously be forever grateful of Morgan um, but like you said before I've, I've, I've loved I've loved my time here um, and I would I'd, I'd love to stay for longer um, so hopefully when, when we do steal um, next season we wouldn't build wouldn't build on build on it and um, start Hopefully, it'll be the start of something good. So, when when uh, when Robo left, uh, and obviously up sticks and decided to go and uh, help Sam Mirren get relegated, um, did did you did you actually sit and think, well, I hope Derek comes back, or were you just sat there thinking? Did you talk about it in the dressing room, going, "Who are we going to get?" Or did you not have time? To be fair, I think I think a few of the, like a lot of the lads probably. I think that would that was probably the obvious choice to bring the gaffer and um, the gaffer back in um, but like it, it was it was a positive thing for me because um, I knew that um, the gaffer played us a lot last season so there would be no reason why he wouldn't come in and um, give us another chance because I didn't really play play as much as I would have liked under under Robbo um, but that's just that's football um, difference of opinions but um, yeah so it, when when I know you when Robbo tried you know you played as a left centre back which you look quite comfortable at do you prefer that do you prefer left back or do you prefer left back in the back five to be fair I, I, I don't really have a preference as long as I'm as long as I'm playing I'll like I don't really have a preference I'll play anywhere to be honest to get a game oh, yeah, should be in goal yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> to be fair to get a game I would I wasn't just, just a player, but um, obviously I've 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 got a I've had a um, a bit of a run in the team um, since the Burton game. So um, and I always say I think I'm a better player when I've when I've had a run of games because um, I'm not a, I'm not I, think, I don't think I'm a player to hit the ground running straight away when I've had a spell out of the team. Um, but hopefully I'm showing it in performances that um, that I am better with with a fair few games under my belt. So, uh, 
Uh, all right, a, a, a cheeky question now, uh, before I hand you over to Joel for something obviously more serious. Uh, so when you were you chatting in the dressing rooms going, uh, oh, it, it seemed like getting Derek the gaffer back as an obvious choice. Was there, was there like you and Cole and Aaron Wildig uh, and what have, you, uh, what have you all going, bangos your Sundays, boys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest... Um... We got used to it. I know. I know a lot of. I know a lot of, a lot of footballers. Obviously, don't like like being on, being in on Sundays. But I think it's just um, it's part and parcel of the of the job. Um, especially, it's only if we've got a Tuesday game anyway. So if if I'm got a Tuesday game, more off on Sundays. And since since uh, the gap has come back in, I, I think we've only had a couple of Tuesday games. So I've really been in uh, in on many Sundays. Oh, well, they, there you go then. It's, <laughs> it's dead easy. Just get knocked out of all the cups early and you, <laughs> you get Sundays off. <laughs> but like I said before, you, you, you kind of get used to it last season. Um, yeah, it, you don't really, it's just come set in nature. <laughs> Whereas obviously at first it is a bit strange because um, you rarely ever in on Sundays as a footballer. But um, like I said, you just, you just get used to it. Well, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. I had to ask. I, I had to ask that because I just thought of it and thought, I wonder if they do actually sit there and go bangos you Sundays. But obviously, you you yeah, politically you should you should you should actually you know you, you could be on Sunday politics because that was a great answer without actually answering. So. <laughs> it was a cop on, wasn't it? It was a yeah, cop on. Well, it was. I didn't want to say that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it was almost like I'm glad you asked me that and then answered a completely different question there you go <laughs> Joel on you go <laughs> now I, I guess I just kind of want to ask obviously with uh, going on that theme of kind of Derek coming back uh, I think a lot gets said about kind of you, you and other players kind of knowing what, what what's kind of expected you from Derek and kind of blending back in that way so obviously you probably there's probably a limit to what you can say without giving away Derek's master plan but uh, what do you know, what are those kind of things that Derek expects of you and, and that you know that you need to give him I think the big thing with, um, with the gaffer is that he doesn't overcomplicate things I think he makes the game as, as simple as possible which it, which it should be to be honest and um, and first and foremost I think you've you've got to You've got to run around for him. Um, that's it. Sounds silly, but I think that's a given. If if you don't run around for a manager, then you're not going to play. Um, so I think that's what all the boys know. That that's that's what's expected of us. Um, firstly, we've got we've got to be able to get around the pitch. So I think going on from that kind of theme theme of kind of simplifying it, I think now that he's had two weeks with those two weeks off, the, the team that he's come out with. It's kind of it's had hints of last season with uh, Phillips and Wilding and those kind of two midfield attacking midfield roles. But I think I kind of see some aspects of that as kind of been that, like you say, that kind of simplifying things because you've kind of got uh, Usman Fain kind of as that kind of defensive midfielder, and then okay, right, you sit there, mop up, tackle people, then give it Wilding Phillips, do some fun stuff, and it, yeah. So is that kind of what kind of changed over those past two weeks when you had? the international break and obviously we've come back to Burton I think um, it wasn't really there wasn't really much on the the training pitch that would change I think he I think like I said before it was just about simplifying things and also always coming back into the team I think that has helped a lot I think um, at times we were playing with three midfielders who were very similar 
all brilliant footballers, but obviously I'm not going to, uh, no disrespect to anyone, but they don't give you what Oz gives you. And that's someone who will go and win the ball back, tackle, and then pass it to someone else. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? The likes of Alfie, Toombs, Philo, Wildig, all very, very good footballers. Not, not that I'm saying Oz isn't a very good footballer, but he gives you something different. Exactly. Uh, I, I always liken him to a bigger and more horrible Alex Kenyon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. First, he called himself the destroyer in his first interview when he yeah. arrived. Yeah. And, and, he, and he does the job brilliantly. Yeah. He loves it, doesn't he? He does, he loves it. It's not, even in training, <laughs> even in training, you, you don't want to go near him in training. Because you could be you're putting yourself at risk for a few a few weeks on the side like he loves he loves the tackle and he loves yeah, that 100% yeah I can just see you can just see him kind of weighing up slide tackles all over the pitch is, is yeah. he coming within 10 yards of me fantastic <laughs> Hang on, that's a good I think that's a good thing though he, he trains he trains like he plays yeah um, and I think at first like a few of the lads including myself were complaining because he was he, he, he did sometimes catch a few people but then like now we just we know that's his game, and obviously you train you, you, you want to train like you play. So when he when he is going and tackling people, that, that's it. That's his game, and you've got the bruises to prove it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you see him making those tackles in the pitch, you can like, oh, so that's why he's doing yeah. that in training. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, uh, moving on to, to, to yourself as a player, obviously we've kind of discussed about your roles throughout the season. Uh, I don't know if you you know this, but Cole uh, described you as one of the best left-backs in the league last week. So I just kind of thought, what's your reaction to that? I don't know about that. Like, I, just, I don't know. Um, Cole, I only give him a five to say that, to be honest. But, <laughs> why are you waiting Chenna? No, he's... Uh, obviously, he's a good mate of mine. I'm, I'm, not, sure, I'm not sure that statement's... Um, statement's very, very true. But, um, I mean, I, I think I, think I, I, I can... On me, on me, dear, I can't be an asset. Um, can't be an asset of the team. I think um, I'll, I'll always give hundred um, percent, and I think I pride myself on on that. So, um, but it, it, but it was very nice of him to say that. <laughs> I know, yeah, and he's yeah, he's done his fair share this season. So, yeah, listen to have you getting a bit of praise from. So, kind of going going back to the start of your career as well. Obviously, I've I've seen that. Obviously, you when you were quite young starting out you, you suffered a bit with illness unfortunately and having a lot of setbacks so what, what was it kind of like going through those setbacks and was there a kind of a point where you thought you might not be able to play professionally because of it yeah 100% I think um, the problem started when I was about I think I was I think it was about 17 um, I started I started getting symptoms um, around the December, December time about 2015, I think it was, um, and then it just got progressively worse. But like you said before, that there was a there was a time where I thought um, when it got really bad in about 2017, I thought I thought I thought I was going to have to um, going to have to pack the football in because I just couldn't see a way where I was going to get healthy again. To be honest, obviously now you've come through that, so. Do you kind of look look back on that with quite a lot of, I suppose maybe even like kind of pride that coming through that and still, you know, being a one of the best left backs in League One. <laughs> no, it, 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 to be fair, it did take resilience, um, but I, I've got to thank like the 
when I, obviously I was at Newcastle and the medical team and um, the doctors and everyone there was brilliant with us. Um, and the, they never gave up on me. So um, to try and get us back to fitness and, and the end of, it did take a while, but um, we got there in the end. And then obviously I'm, I'm still playing now. So <laughs> I'm hanging on in there. <laughs> exactly. And just finally, last season, I think I've asked this to most people who've been on who were from last season, but with that team, and I think a lot gets spoken about the spirit we had, and I know Toomes likes to say that he knew from the start that they were going to get a medal, but uh, what point did you, was there was a particular point for you where you thought, oh, actually, hang about, you know, this might be happening here? I think it was um, about late Jan, late Jan, early Feb, I thought we're building like, we're building something good here. Um, and then I think momentum just, like, I think it just took us till the end of the season. Um, and we were, we were obviously unlucky not to, not to go up automatically, but I think I would have, um, now what's happened, I think a, a day at Wembley was definitely, definitely the best option. No, definitely. Even if it was horrifically hot. And <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's, not, that's not great for me either, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> My I know, yeah, looking down, I mean, I was like sitting <laughs> in the stands, I was looking at you guys down the pitch, I was like, oh my God, I don't know how they're doing. No, well, it wasn't nice, it wasn't nice, but um, obviously we won in the end, so that was, that was the main thing. In, in what was the most awful, awful game that I've ever seen? Yeah, that, would, that 100% would have been the worst game I, I, I think Wembley's ever, <laughs> yeah. ever seen, I think. Yeah, uh, any, 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 anybody bothered? <laughs> no, well, I wasn't anyway. I don't know what I you. <laughs> I think it was actually the, the closest that you come to scoring that season as well, wasn't it? I think you uh, you ended up in the opposition box at one point. Yeah, I, I play. I, I still blame Carlos for that pass. I think he sold us a bit wide. <laughs> I do. I was watching the highlights back the other day. I thought that actually. I thought, oh wait. If the pass was better, hundred percent, I would have buried that. So, so how do you explain Burton Albion in the first five minutes then? Oh, that was just a, that was just a hit and hope. I think. <laughs> Off the right Any foot ball that right. scored me right foot is a fluke. Oh, yes, it's been. That flew in. Just standing on that. Well, we were actually we were in the away end, and I was with Joel, and we were like, "Yeah, that was his right foot." <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's a collector's item, then, is it? To be fair, I, I nearly scored again, though, didn't I? I nearly scored again against Burton the other week with a header. The keepers made a good save. Yeah, he did. Right, did just say that. Uh, yeah, right at the back post. That was a good stop, actually. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that'd have been. You're already going. What's going to happen is you're going to get the perfect hat trick over three games against Burton. <laughs> 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 so right, maybe not. Thank you for that, Liam. Um, yeah. I, I, from that point of view, you know, you, you're coming across like uh, obviously, you know, you, you were you were quite happy with Derek's appointment. Everybody else looks like they're quite happy with Derek's appointment as well, because obviously uh, he, he's. <laughs> I know we, we had this sort of thing where a, a month ago Derek was sort of saying in the press, "Well, you know, perhaps it's not as good a squad as last year," and we were all like, uh, "And I'm thinking we were we convinced ourselves it was a, it was just basically a curveball that he was sending out." And behind the scenes, he was like, "Right, lads, we've got two weeks off. What we're going to do is simplify everything, and we're going to go out and batter Burton and batter Oxford," and it worked. Am I wrong? No, I think basically that's what happened. <laughs> basically, to, to be truthful, I think he, he said before the Burton game that it's, it's now or never, really. 
because if I don't if if I'd win like um, James said before, if I didn't win the two games in in Burton and Oxford, I think we would have been in a in a lot of trouble now. And and thankfully we can look back at that. You know, yeah. two, two completely contrasting performances, obviously, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, even like like you mentioned before, I think even bef- before the sending off um, the Burton game, I, I felt I know well. I think as a team we felt comfortable. I think we started well, um, and I think the the sending off just just helped a little bit. But I think um, even without the sending off, I, I still think we would have went on to win that game. I thought we battered him that first half. You know, yeah. you've had you've had that one really well saved. I think Reese Bennett's come pretty close to scoring within the six yard box. Arthur, you know, we did well to create that chance. So yeah, we battered them. I think they were already on the ropes. And yeah, I think Sean Essie diving in for a challenge like that was a symptom of that, yeah. really. Yeah. I think it was a bit of frustration on his end. I think um like I think in the first half an hour, I don't think they'd get near us really. We were no. pinned in there, like they were pinned in their half. Um, and like you said, I think it was a bit of frustration. I think he just um, lashed out a bit. But like I said, I think I think we would have went on to win that game anyway. And then obviously we went on to play Oxford, who who moved their movement and the movement of the ball was some of the best that I'd seen in this division this season. Uh, I, I actually thought they were more impressive than even Sunderland when we went up to Sunderland. Because literally, it was their, their movement off the ball was absolutely bewildering. There was like every time somebody had the ball at the feet, they had three options, and it was like, and it was like, you know, yes, we were fantastic inside our own penalty area, but outside the penalty area, we found it difficult to stop them. So it was an amazing result. Yeah, I think there's especially the first five minutes. I think um, even before the goal, we couldn't get near them. The first five minutes. And that's testament to them. I think they are probably one of the best. Well, I think they are the best football sides in the league. And yeah. um, the way they move the ball, the the movement from the well, they almost play front five. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's like teams like that are difficult to play against. Um, but luckily, we got we got a goal at the at a good time um, through um, Aaron, and then we scored quite quickly after that. But um, I think. It was fair play to us for kind of sticking in there because it would have been easy after after the goal to kind of let our heads drop. Um, and, then, and then obviously we had the situation where uh, uh, Charlie was sponsoring the match and, and decided that Adam Phillips was man of the match, and then Trevor made three worldies. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think I think Trev's Trev's come in and been been brilliant, and like you can probably see in the watching from the stands, um, I think he gives. He gives us defenders anyway a lot more, um, a lot more confidence. Yeah, I must admit, uh, no criticism of either Kyle or Yockel. No, but, but you can just see the difference in in Trevor. He, when he comes, he catches it. When he doesn't come, it's the right time. Yeah, it's those it's those decisions that have made him giving you that confidence, hasn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And and he'll he'll tell you when you're not. When you're not doing things properly, either. I'll tell you that for free. He'll, he'll run out of his bloody box to tell you. <laughs> you. You don't want to get on the wrong side of Trev, I tell you. So, we'll come on to James now. James, um, obviously, um, the club uh, listened to the fans and organised the travel for Charlton, which there was good take-up on that, wasn't there? 
Yeah, really good, actually. I think we sent about 40 people um, on the club coach, and it was a bit last minute, so apologies to anybody who felt that we could have done it a bit sooner. But, um, you know, I've been chatting to, um, to to Joel and the rest of the, the trustees on the Shrimps Trust all, all season, and um, a while ago, um, Jack had said that they're the games that we're, we're maybe not going to be able to cover. Um, and given just how, how important this last few weeks of the season is, and given how important it is, we get some fans to games and we, 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 we try and show some support. We just thought it was the right thing to do. Um, so, yeah, really, really good showing, good, good, good coach. It's, it's looking like the, um, the, the Charlton coach on Friday will be full. I think there's only about five or six seats left as of, as of this afternoon. Um, so that's, that's really, really good news. And I, I will say just massive thanks to, to, to Jack and the rest of the trust for arranging the coach travel for the rest of the season. Because as much as um, some people think, well, we should have loads of coaches on and the club should do it and the club should do it, all these coaches, it doesn't offer in somebody Saturday afternoon if they've got to look after a coach and take, you know, 50 people up and down the country and not have a drink and not get in the train and not just enjoy the day. So, um, so yeah, massive thanks to, to the Trust for Ranger, the, the coach travel for the season so far. Um, and yeah, good take up on the two coaches for, for these two games. And from that point of view, uh, yeah, it, it's useful because obviously everybody's aware now that West Coast Mainline have decided they're going to shut down for the entire Easter weekend to do, uh, to do uh, essential works, which I think is fine. And I've got, um, I've got a, a mate who's going down uh, and he's actually going down tonight. <laughs> he can get a train, and then he when he he's staying, he's staying, he's staying and going going to stay with another mate in London, and then he's coming back via St Pancras and Sheffield and Manchester, and it's like oh, that's on Monday because he can't get back, so it's a bit of a nightmare. So putting coaches on has been an absolute godsend. So thank you for that. Um, and then we move on to the other good news that's been announced this week: season tickets. Absolutely fantastic. Talk us through it. Well, it, it worked this season. So yeah, exactly. He's going to do it again next season. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's basically like, uh, do we rewrite all this blurb or did we just put out what we put out last season and alter it to 22, 23? <laughs> oh, it, it, really did, it really did work this season. It, 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 you know, combined with the fact that Liam and the, and the lads and Derek got promotion and, and the fact that there was probably a, a bit of a feeling that, that the Premier League is not really that interesting anymore and is a bit detached. You know, we, we, we just wanted to fill the stadium as full as possible um, and it's been effective. So it's a case of, well, let's, let's repeat it. Um, we've said a couple of times over the course of the last 12 months, people have said, well, the price is going to go up. When are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? When the stadium is full and full like permanently and we know that the stadium's always going to be full, then we'll, we'll, we'll have a look at it again. But it's not full yet, you know, 4,200. As much as I know that the Batacar stand is full for the rafters and nobody can move, and as much as I know not many people want to stand on the Berlin Wall other than the diehards, when the stadium is full, we'll look at it. And, um, and, and until then, this, this scheme works. This scheme is getting people engaged with, with, with more football club in the area, um, and it's getting more people in than ever before. So, so yeah, it's just, it works, so we're just repeating it. <laughs> So it's, uh, we can't expect the uh, triple-decker cantilever Liam Gibson stand on the Berlin Wall just yet. Then. I must admit, I've always been slightly jealous of Southend. They're like, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of like, like they're bystands. Um, and I, I, I love, love something like that. But let's fill it first. Fill it, fill it consistently. Like, fill it, that, means, that means two seasons of it being full. And then that's, we can have a look at it. Because at that point, we're just, we're just a bigger organisation. Um, and we can do exciting things. 
Um, but for the, for, this, for the starting point, let's fill it. And I saw a league table um, a couple of months ago as to the percentage of League One and League Two, League Two stadiums that were full. And we were top seven or eight for, yeah. for League One and League Two. And that's where we want to be. Just stay there because we weren't there for a long time. Yeah. Um, stay there. And the other big thing that, about, about this scheme that I absolutely love is just how full that home end is. Is the home end is the heart and soul of the stadium. The home end is where the noise comes from. It's where the atmosphere comes from. It's where it's where it's, it's potentially where some of the home form comes from as well. Yeah. Um, so so having that home end round is it, it was kind of the, the core aim really last season. Um, but yeah, it just makes no sense not to do it again. Um, we had to make a couple of small tweaks, um, but I think everybody understands those. Well, I was going to say I was going to ask you about that because. There was when the actual announcement came out on uh, as it always does on, on on the Facebook page. There were two or three who were complaining because they had children who said, "Well, he's been to I bought him a season ticket. He's been to seven games this season," and I was like, "Well, that's why the price has gone up because you've only come to seven games and there's been seats there that could have been sold for something else, isn't there? That's that's the reason, isn't it?" Yeah, there is a reason. I mean, we, there's, there's the different factors and we've got better at tracking um, who's coming and who's not. We've got better at managing our data. That sounds like a very 2022 thing to be saying, but it's true. We have got slightly better at that. Um, we had no data before now, we've got some, which is great. Thanks to Ben and Martin and, 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 and Anya and, and the team. Um, but the bottom line was the, the single major factor causing those empty seats. And there are one or two others, but the single major factor was um, the under 14 tickets and 70% no-shows. Um, or sorry, um, less less than thirty percent bringing um, going to going to more of the games. So um, it's simply a case of trying to minimise that. We recognise though for those for those people who 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 did get the under fourteen tickets at the lower price, who were attending more than seventy percent of games, it's a bit of a blow. So we put a shirt and a bag and special events on exactly, that. and that, that that takes some of it out. And we'll we'll look at it again in a couple of months. But the, the biggest thing is you can't have empty seats when there's demand for seats yeah. um, and, and bigger clubs with with much bigger and more expensive um, computers than us can work out a way of bringing tickets back and reallocating and selling them and everything yeah. but you've got to look at the administration and the cost of managing that sort of thing so basically you just don't want as many empty seats um, next season there's no other reason for it than that and it, and it I correct me if I'm wrong but it still works so it still works out at less than three pound a game doesn't it Two pounds standing, three pounds sitting. If you if you oh. go to if you go to most of the games, so it's still a good deal. Still a, a much better way of spending the Saturday afternoon than going to soft play. <laughs> I don't know soft play can be quite good. <laughs> uh, I might be doing that on the, <laughs> over the weekend with my grandkids. So there you go. <laughs> Just saying that might be three or four quid. I don't know. Um, so have you, got, have you got anything else for us, James? Or uh, I think that we've covered everything there, have we? No, I don't think I have. Ben's going to do his last um, GM's update of the season. Um, and it might have gone out while we've been on air. It'll go out early tomorrow morning if it hasn't. Um, that'll give everybody an update on what's going on. Um, I suppose the, the, the biggest thing is just how important it is that everybody does exactly what they did um, in, in sort of June last year when we put out the season ticket um, scheme last time round. We, we've got to make more football club bigger. Um, it's up to you know Liam and Derek and Cole and everybody else to do what they do on a Saturday afternoon. But the longer term future of Morecambe Football Club, the longer term sustainability, our ability to be competitive, it's actually down to how many people engage with the football club in the area. 
that's what pays the bills. That's what that's what brings fantastic young players like Liam Gibson into Morecambe Football Club. So we've got to get that that, that average attendance from four two to five plus, um, and we can do it. We can. There's 175,000 people in, in in the area, um, and that 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 area extends from Garstang up to Shaft over to Farrah. Just who cares about that? Um, and it's that, that's our area. We've got to get we've got to get another tiny percentage of that area into the club next season. Um, and every time we get like another half percent, another percent, then the club can compete and, and be bigger. We're not going to lose sight of you know the, the family aspect. Of the club. We're not going to lose sight of what a good organisation it is to be part of. But another thousand fans in the stadium next season, we're, we're that bit more competitive. You know, you, you have to just look at Burton and Wickham, Wickham Wanderers. They've been up in the Championship with not not much bigger crowd than us. So. We've got to get those extra people engaged in the area, um, and that's that's down to the fans. It's not down to the club. It's down to everybody. Speak to your colleagues. Speak to speak to your, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, um, your wife, your, anybody at all you come across, and get them to come down to the Zoom on a Saturday. And uh, I, I already have. My brother's got one. My, my wife's got one. She's never had a season ticket before. She's never even interested before. She loves it. So she said, yeah, we'll, 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 I'll be coming again. And I was like, oh, that's ruined my Saturday, that. <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, love, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> don't want to cut my nose off to spite my face. But uh, uh, Liam, it, it, it's the change this season. Obviously, new division. But obviously, you came to us when we didn't have a crowd. The difference between naught and four and a half thousand every week is really, really noticeable, I suppose. Awesome. Um, I think... I think it was difficult at times last season, especially when you you're challenging to try and try and get more. I think sometimes you do need the the um the crowds back and to kind of push you push you forward a bit more, give you a bit more momentum. But I mean, um even even this season the, the crowds have been brilliant, especially well obviously we know ourselves we haven't at times we haven't been great on the pitch, we haven't been performing on the pitch, but um still been coming in in the numbers so I think I know as a team we we really appreciate that and I'm sure the club the club do as well I just want to imagine for a minute four and a half thousand there for the mass hysteria of the 95th and 96th minutes against Salford last season <laughs> <laughs> that would have been absolutely utterly bedlam wouldn't it because it was bedlam without a crowd yeah we we talk about games like that all the time we, I think we said after the game imagine imagine if there was like a crowd there <laughs> at the time it would have been it would have been madness but um, we, we'd have got fined for people on the pitch that day yeah because. Did you hear Freeze screaming from the commentary? <laughs> that night, Freeze woke my daughters up, and then I woke my daughters up again. <laughs> I, I did, I, I did I, rather lose it. I was working upstairs, and I was on an evening shift, and I, I screamed my head off. And then I come down after my shift finished, and my girlfriend at the time, she was like, so you got promoted then? <laughs> I was like, nah, we just won a match. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, if you can enjoy those times, I mean, obviously, it was a fantastic evening. Uh, if you can enjoy those times, it must be fantastic to have, you know, four and a half thousand. Hello. Hello, welcome. It must, be, it must be fantastic with four and a half thousand on, when particularly, I mean, we had 5,300 against, against Burton, both ends Morecambe fans. That must yeah. be a fantastic feeling. To be fair, honestly, Joe is, right? Do you know, like, it was only until... Um, 
I think it was about 50 minutes in the game, right? And I realised it was our fans behind the goal. I was, I was like, why are they, why are they booing the one players, yeah? And then I thought, oh, they're red, it's us. But no, it's great. Like, like I said before, when we're, I think we had one one in, I can't remember how many games to be exact, one won a game in ages and, and for them to turn up with the Burton game. Um, I think you see, um, I think you see that it helps health performances as well. Yeah, very when, good. When there's more of a crowd, um, because I think the Burton game was probably one of the best, best performances of the season. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, and I think it was a sort of reciprocal thing. The, the better, the more you tried, the better you got. The better the crowd got behind. Yeah. The more you tried, the better you got. It was sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, wasn't it, Joel? Yeah, that, that's how these kind of things go, I guess, you know, something happens, it kicks start a little bit of momentum, everybody gets whipped up, whips the players up and they do something good and the crowd gets whipped up even more. So, you know, it, it's a good cycle. I think we're quite good at avoiding getting into bad cycles, which I know obviously we've spoken about some some of the bigger grounds in the in the division, you know, they, they can get wrapped into bad cycles and fortunately we're, we're quite good at not doing that. Yeah, that's uh, it's uh, like I said, my... My Charlton mate says that that'll happen at the Valley if you score early. There's your tip. There's your tip. <laughs> getting back at getting back at the uh, getting in at the back post again, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, the best. I'm best off just uh, mentioning that to call. I think. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he'll be shooting from his own half as if he do that. <laughs> um, so finally, um, a little bit of trust action. Uh, we've got MK Dons. Uh, away last away game uh, a week on Saturday. Uh, who remembers 2008 going there and they were having a promotion party and uh, Wayne Curtis scored and spoiled the promotion party. We got a one-all draw. I was there and uh, I think there was about 16,000 on that day. So you can expect a big crowd. But trust running a coach, Joel. Yeah, you know, just obviously we will usually tend to do the the, the, the games that are a little bit nearer by, but obviously. Like you say, wouldn't have been the last game of the season. Hopefully, there won't be quite as much riding on it, and hopefully, we can have a good bit of a good bit of a t- uh, just a bit of a good time down there. Might not turn out that way. We'll have to see, but at the very least, it's either going to be a fun game or a really important game. So, you know, we want to get as many people down as possible. I think. I think the last well, two thousand and eight. I'm pretty sure we took about four hundred and fifty, and it the theme was beach party, so it was shorts, Hawaiian shirts. In fact, it was a nice day. So, there you go. Right, um, this has been Shrimpnet, episode number 9,012, or whatever it was. Uh, thanks to James for the updates, and thanks to Liam for the, uh, for the insider information that, uh, that's coming from the, the dressing room. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been fun, as always. Uh, we'll be probably back next week uh, to talk about what a fantastic six points. How did that happen? And we're all going to K Don's dressed in fancy dress a beach party again what can possibly go wrong thanks to joel thanks to liam thanks to james thank you thank you to you for listening safe journey if you're on way to charlton or if you're listening to this after that uh, safe journey to the mazuma on monday uh, for um, an easter egg hunt hopefully <laughs> goal in the back of the net against portsmouth this has been shrimp net thanks for joining us mm-hmm.